Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Bolin. Ben, sometimes we don't talk about cars. Sometimes we uh, we branch out into other forms of transportation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, today, we've got a topic that was one that you brought up, and I found it immensely entertaining, exciting, intriguing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is a, a fantastic topic. I think uh, people are really going to say, this is something that we really should we really should be doing. Yes, and I think think that I owe one of our Twitter audience members an apology because this is a suggestion from Twitter. Oh, is it? Yeah, but I didn't bring the name in. So I'm going to find you, sir or madam, and thank you on our next episode. Ah, but, very good. But like many of our uh, most fascinating topics, this came to us from a listener and by way of segue, Scott, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard the phrase about as useful as a screen door on a submarine? <laughs> I've heard similar, yeah. Like I, I don't know a, specifically that one, but yeah, sure. An ejection seat on a helicopter, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, the the whole joke with those sorts of vehicles is that the the feature on it seems paradoxical, useless, hilariously so in some circumstances – And in a way, this concept reminds me of that kind of thing. I'll just let the badger out of the bag here. How could you build a stealth motorcycle? Yeah, it seems a little strange, doesn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. you're going to spot a motorcycle rider, right? You're going to see them. It's That's really not the point here, Ben, though. The the point is with a stealth motorcycle is that it's silent. Mm -hmm. And and it it allows, uh, you know, I I guess a stealth approach is the whole uh, the whole backbone to this whole argument, I guess, that we need oh. stealth motorcycles. And uh, I don't know, maybe we should talk about motorcycles in the in the war zone to begin with, because they're nothing new, really. I mean, right. motorcycles have been used in, in war zones for a long time, as a matter of fact. Back I mean, you can, World War One, right? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, you can see the old German sidecar bikes and, well, the Americans as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that everybody can, you know, imagine seeing those in old films and, you know, whatever, the old film clips that uh, you can catch online sometimes. Mm-hmm. But... Um, 
more recently, and this is kind of an, an interesting to me. I know they've been using off-road bikes in uh, in Afghanistan since you know the war started in 2001. But did you know that the Taliban has been using motorcycles and mopeds and things like that to attack U.S. forces as well? So they're uh, they're kind of turning it on us and using okay. smaller vehicles because they're they're easily maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they're they're simple to uh, to pick up and lay down and and fight with and get out of, you know get out of the uh, out of the area quick. Yeah. Um, but we are looking for something that is a little more robust. We want something that's a little stronger, something that um, in particular can carry out these stealth nighttime raids that they often do without having to uh, you know deploy um, helicopters you know too close to the zone that you know would be uh, would be detected. Mm-hmm. Or a, a four-wheel drive vehicle that would be, uh, you know, Far noisy, too loud. cumbersome, too loud, too big, you know, just too, uh, too, too much of everything. Really, those are pretty over the top as far as uh, the way they're they're engineered. And and I don't know, I'm I'm probably overstating this, Ben, mm-hmm. but you know, they're they're loud, big, heavy machines, and and they're easily spotted. Mm-hmm. So so the idea behind these stealth motorcycles, and we'll talk about some of the details of why they're stealth exactly, because that may be confusing people already yeah, yeah, um, yeah if, right. if you haven't read the articles it's been in the news but um we'll talk about the reasons they're stealth but there's a there's a really good purpose behind them for these night rate night raids yes so special forces teams uh are often tasked with silently penetrating remote areas i'm quoting from a wired article here and executing complex fast raids so when we think of motorcycles, one of the first things we think about is, you know, that iconic Harley sound or the the huge roar that somebody's uh, vehicle makes when they really open it up. You sure. know, yeah. we don't often think about these actually until we started researching this, Scott. I never thought of a motorcycle as a quiet vehicle. No, no. I mean, you think yeah. of, uh, especially off-road bikes, you think of mm-hmm. like maybe a two-cycle engine where it's really loud. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got that high-pitch uh, whir sound. I don't know what, what way to describe it, really, but uh, a buzzing sound almost. Yeah. And, um, you know, chainsaw is the way you can think of sure. it. Sure, really. a, a horde of angry bees. Yeah, great big <laughs> chainsaw. That's a good, so, a bees is a good one. Yeah, so one thing that I want to want to set out first, um, two things that we need to make sure we emphasize here is one, this is not meant to be a civilian vehicle. And two, uh, a lot of people, especially among the civilian population, have a bit of a movie understanding of the concept of stealth. Mm-hmm. So we hear about stealth raid, uh, stealth jets being detected, or we hear about the stealth helicopter in the bin Laden raid. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of people who only see the Hollywood version of this, a stealth aircraft is meant to be completely invisible, and a stealth motorcycle, therefore, would be completely silent. But that's not what it is. Stealth as a concept is just lessening the likelihood of detection. Yeah, things like um, like silencing the muffler or uh, sure. cooling the exhaust or painting it with a certain type of paint that does not reflect radar waves. Right, or um, a gun suppressor. Exactly. And ang- the angles on the uh, on the sides of a ship that are designed so that they don't bounce back sonar in the in the way that really uh, good call. Yeah, yeah, I mean stuff like that. So, you know, I want to tell you that the current bikes, the bikes that the military is currently use yeah. already have some of these technologies and we'll get into what this this latest development has, but uh the current bikes already have infrared headlights which are for use with uh uh, you know, night vision goggles when you're driving. Right. Um, infrared masking paint, which is really cool. Uh, weapons racks, auxiliary fuel tanks, silence mufflers, like I mentioned. But that's still not enough. 
Um, yeah. Now, the U.S. branch of the military, um, DARPA, right, which yeah. is uh, the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research, Research Project Agency. That's DARPA. Yeah, a real-life mad science yeah. program. Yeah, I mean, according to uh, this Jalopnik article that I read about this, um, DARPA basically wants a silent, hardened, lightweight, hybrid-powered, long-range, multi-fuel-capable, all-wheel-drive ninja chariot of the future is how they put it. Ah, you said now, it. You said the H word. Now, that's a tall order, though. Yeah. I said the H word. That's right. Hybrid. That's the secret, ladies and gentlemen. That is why a motorcycle can be so quiet, because when it's running in electric mode, this is one of the descriptions, right? When it's running in full electric mode, all you hear are the tires. Yeah, that's really cool, isn't it? So the idea is, and I know that there's you know holes that can be poked in this already. You know, People are going to think... Well, you know, it's fine if you want to run an electric bike because they've, they've got those out there. We know that there are electric off-road bikes and street bikes out there already. Right. So if you run an, an electric bike, the problem is you got battery power issues, right? You're going to have a certain limited range, and we'll talk about range in a bit here, but they've gotten around that by developing this this hybrid multi-fuel engine that works along with the electric engine, that's our, or electric motor, rather, that's in yeah. this motorcycle. And again, I, I promise we'll get to it, but then we'll get to the motorcycle that they're using as the base for this whole thing. Oh, yeah. But the, the hybrid engine that they're putting in this thing that they're you know, like kind of co-developing with um with the manufacturer um it burns several different types of fuels now yeah. now it's it's it burns gasoline of course mm-hmm. it burns avgas which is aviation fuel in the UK if, if you want to call it that there you J- know there. jp8 yeah which is what we call jet fuel here in the states and diesel so it can burn a number of different fuels um of course it can go run all electric as well and the idea is that you know you deploy these things a good distance from the target, and then you ride, you know, in the stealth mission, you know, in, in um, I guess, using the the multi-fuel engine. Mm-hmm. And then as you approach the target, you get to a certain zone, they go into stealth mode, which is all electric, no headlights. You know, it's it's got all blackout features, so there's no taillights or anything like that. Yeah. And everything everything is completely silent except for, as you mentioned, Ben, the tires. Right, yes. And at first you would, you might be tempted to think, well, you could still hear the tires, but the difference in sound is startling. And the more that we're learning about these vehicles, the more it appears to be a uh, case of, oh, why didn't we think of this before? However, um, before this news story broke, one of the things that's interesting about DARPA is that they've been trying to work on this idea for several years. Isn't that right? Yeah, they've, I think so. They've uh, they've actually given a uh, – didn't they have another uh, vehicle that they gave a contract to, these uh, uh, Zero? Yeah, Zero Motorcycles had a contract a few years back uh, to – or last year, actually, to make a special ops motorcycle that would have keyless ignition – Blackout capabilities and replaceable battery, and they packs. actually they actually did that. That's the first all-wheel electric bike that was developed specifically for the U.S. Special Force oper- or Special Operations Force. And um, the, the thing is that it it worked fine. It worked out well, and everything was going fine there. They, they're they're using that right now, I guess. Right, but uh, now they want to up the ante. The, the problem is that I think that the things now nothing to, not to say anything bad about zero, but I don't think that that they're quote hardened enough for the uh, the application that they're using these things for. Right. So that's why they're going with this uh, this BRD model. And BRD is a company that, if you want to talk about BRD for just a second, we yeah, can. absolutely. Uh, BRD Motorcycles is a San Francisco-based uh, motor- motorcycle manufacturer that builds nothing but electric bikes. And they've only got two models, really. They've got three options, I guess, if you there want to call go. it that. Yeah. It's kind of a cool thing. Uh, and if you want to learn about them, you can go to... 
fasterfaster.com. That's where you can find BRD uh, motorcycles. And they started around 2007. And essentially, this was just two riding buddies, uh, a guy named Derek and Jeff. And uh, eventually, you know, I think there's something like a total of nine guys that work at the company. Right. But these are the two initial co-founders. And they decided that between them, they had an awful lot of experience of, um, you know, like fabrication, design, engineering, stuff like that. And they said, it would be really cool is we, we could, you know, build an electric bike because they liked the idea that, you know, these had, things had instant throttle response. They had flat, endless torque, as they say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they just loved everything about, you know, the, uh, the electric bike platform. And they've been working for seven years to develop the, the right type of bike to put this into. And they've got it in this uh, in this model that they call the Redshift MX. Ah, yes, the Redshift MX. Pretty nasty customer here. It only weighs about 250 pounds. Uh, the horsepower is probably around well 40 bhp. Um, so that puts it on par with a lot of similar bikes. But I, I I think that when we talk about these guys, we also need to mention the other company they're working with for Who's the that? military application, Logos Technology. Oh, that's right, Logos. Who's creating the engine. Now, you can read some you can read some great reviews of the Redshift, but understand that this is the civilian model, and it almost deserves a podcast all its own because its handling is pretty great. It's got regenerative braking. Yeah, it's got a lot of cool features. I mean, top speed of 80 miles per hour. Yep. The range the range on this thing, just on the, on the standard street bike, um, or the, the race bike, I guess. This is a race bike. Yeah. Um, two hours, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's approximately a hundred miles of range, which is not bad, really. Not bad at all. Not bad. I mean, this, considering that's all electric. And if you're wondering about, you know, like, how does it perform? Uh, have you, have you ever heard of the, uh, the, the mag- motorcycle magazine called Hell for Leather? Yes. Yeah. I've got the review here. Too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, they have a pretty cool quote here. It says, they call it absolutely terrifying in all the right ways. And they also yep. said that it's, um, it's a, you know what they say? It's a proper competition supermoto that's light, short, and sharp. And this is a, uh, this is a great platform for BRD and Logos Technologies and DARPA to work with to develop this, this hybrid technology, I think. Yeah. Let's, uh, and also, uh, let's point out one of the nice, uh, hyperbole things to say about, uh, the redshift is that it's the fastest all uh, street legal all terrain kind of or all road motorcycle. Yeah, right? which is a great place to start with. And mm-hmm. one more one other thing, and I don't know if I'm letting the cat no, out of the bag okay. here, Ben, but they're going to try to. Uh, well, they're not going to try to. They are developing an all wheel drive version of this, which means two wheel drive. Right. But the the BRD bike that you can buy from BRD isn't two wheel drive. It's it's rear wheel drive, of course. Mm-hmm. The military application will be. All-wheel drive, which is, I think, is really, really cool. Yeah, uh, even better capability. You know, that's that's always fantastic. And and the motor, you know, as we mentioned, or the engine rather, from Logos Technologies. Um, that that in itself, I mean, they're giving a uh, grant. I think was the grant to um, was the grant given to BRD? Oh uh, no, uh, DARPA awarded the Logos Technologies a grant, um, a hundred thousand dollars, I believe it was, for a six-month. Um, Kind of a feasibility yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Just to see if they can make it work. And DARPA works like that. They say, let's see what you can do in six months. Yeah. And, uh, and here are the pieces, put it all together and make it work and impress us. And, and we'll buy, you know, 10,000 of these things from you. Now, there's some stuff that I want to say about Logos technology that mm-hmm. I'd like to hold for the end. Is that, can that be my one last thing? Sure, that can. Okay. So, uh, before we go on any further, I think it's time to stop and have a word from our sponsor. Sounds good. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. And we are back. Now, one thing that I want to say about the vehicle that they're working on right now over there at DARPA is that if you, you can check out some cool conceptual videos of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that impressed me was that it is a, a sort of modular multi-use design, not just in terms of fuel, but also in terms of battery use. So it takes about two to four hours to charge the battery, which is a lot of variance for me, especially if I was in special forces. Sure. Uh, but you can also use that battery to charge electronic equipment, tablets, uh, laptops, likely satellite well, devices. It's a fantastic field tool is what it becomes. It becomes yeah. like a multi-use thing. And that's so important for the military yeah. is that, you know, it, it has to be simple. They always want to keep things simple. They want to keep them 
right, you know, just it should be so easy to operate that you can operate it in the dark with, uh, you know, your eyes closed and one hand tied behind your back. You yeah, know, the old kiss rule, right? It, it, that's exactly right, Ben. It has to be very, very easy, and they're and they're working to just simplify everything on these things and, and hopefully make it really, really solid as well. And there's a lot of great features that go along with this. I mean, you know, the zero to 60 time, which I don't know if that'll necessarily be so important, but you know what? It's pretty important to be able to hightail it out of there whenever you're done with your mission. So a zero to 60 time of 3.3 seconds, which is really, really good. Now, I, I bet that's on pavement. I don't think that's on a gravel road yeah. or a, uh, what they say, a goat trail, you know, uphill. Right. You know, that, right. like the places that these things will be used really. But again, you know, this is the fastest street legal bike, as you mentioned. So. I mean, it's going to have the, the performance that they need to get in and get out quickly. Uh, you mentioned the battery charge time already, horsepower already. Top speed, they're saying around 70 to 80. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, is that going to even be important in this case? Because I think what matters is the quiet aspect of this whole thing. Yeah, I think what matters more here is agility, silence, and uh, it's its ability to negotiate terrain. Mm-hmm. So handling and uh, that... That sort of ability to climb up a goat trail, Again, to take that example. All-wheel drive. Yeah, it's way more important because, you know, if you think about the way that we measure top speed, it's on a flat, paved surface. And I don't think these vehicles are going to be running into a lot of flat, paved surfaces. No, that's the whole point behind them is that yeah. they're not going to be running into this. And that's that's why we're using these because you can't even get a four-wheel drive vehicle into some of these positions that they're going to. So Plus that is so lightweight. It, yeah, it is. I mean, that, that weight, what do you say, 250 pounds, uh-huh. I think? Um, I, I don't know if that's going to go up for the military application because of the hybrid thing, but it seems, like, go up, it, it seems like they would remove weight elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it seems like they would keep it lightweight, but... Um, how cool is this? I mean, they they said right up front. I mean, they I forget where I read this, Ben, but they said it's designed to be able to handle handle being dumped, dropped, slid, tipped, and just plain crashed. So yeah. that you know this thing is going to be built solid. I mean, an extremely solid bike. They already have you know a great platform to go with with the uh, the Redshift MX. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that you know once they once they work on it, once they strengthen this, once they harden it, once they battle ready this thing, mm-hmm. how badass is this bike going to be? Really, I mean, it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, and also there is one, there's one catch. There are a couple of things that you can find in reviews of the Redshift that will have to be fixed for the military application. I don't know if you saw in the review where one of the drivers mentions that there was some latency issues said, you know, I, I did feel that there were a couple milliseconds pause between when I gave the gas and when the gas went. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. and I think, uh, now, check me if I'm wrong, Ben. I think I read the same thing, but I thought he said that they had inadvertently reverted back to a program from like a year prior, oh. and then they corrected it with a laptop, you know, because they, they can do that on these types right, of things. Right, it's just software. I okay. think so. No, you're right, you're but, right. But, you know, if if I'm wrong, that's fine. I mean, I understand that there'll be a few issues here and there to work out. You've got it exactly right that they're going to have bugs no matter what. There's especially when you're trying to strap uh, a hybrid engine onto a um, an all-electric motor right, yeah. and try to make the two work together seamlessly, that's going to be a, a, a tough thing to begin with. And now After they're being dropped from a plane. <laughs> exactly, yeah, because they're going to they're gonna bring these things in uh, on helicopters. Uh, helicopters, yeah, a whole platoon of these things. How difficult is this going to be to uh, to operate for these guys? Hopefully it's really, really simple, like we said. Oh, we should also point out uh, this is not our first time talking about military applications of alternative fuels or hybrid systems. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot remember which podcast it was in, Scott, but we have this great part where we explain why this is so important 
to the military, which if you are in the service, you're already well aware of this. We did something on the cost of gas per barrel, per oh, gallon. Yes, that's right. For the Pentagon. How much it costs to actually get a gallon of gas out onto the battlefield and into the vehicle and what the end cost is. Right, yeah. It's and, a ridiculously high amount. And that's why this is a number one priority because uh, the supply chain itself or the logistical chain can be so difficult and so expensive very quickly. So that's why we're building, we being the United States, building these bikes that can sort of eat anything fuel-wise. And uh, the MH47 Chinook can also can also refuel uh, these bikes and other helicopters uh, without having to haul around a different type of fuel. Oh, that's really cool. So, so what, what we're doing in a way is making everything, every little piece of this puzzle able to connect with every other piece. They're going at it in a much smarter way. Yeah, it's like a fuel network of potential suppliers and receivers. Well, that's great. I mean, so that they've, they've got extra fuel on, bo- on board the helicopter and these guys are out and they need to get another 50 miles. Sure, I can I can spare 10 gallons to get you guys, you know, out to where you have to be, right? Yeah. That and, type of thing. And for much cheaper than, you know, the uh, vertical takeoff stuff that was experimented with before, the stealth helicopter. And now, of course, you know, we are not... We're not a show that delves into the politics behind a lot of these things. It is fair to point out that government, federal level government experiments with new technologies of this sort can often become boondoggles. Sure. So there's some skepticism here, but I'm optimistic about this. I think that these are a really great idea, especially if they make it to civilian hands at some point. Cause can you imagine, man, having can you imagine being able to ride your bike in the future and pull up to a, a refueling station of some sort, you know, and just say, well, what's the cheapest thing? Cause I can put it in my bike. Sure. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that way you don't have to, you're not stuck buying diesel. You're not stuck buying gasoline. And if you want, you could just wait and go, go on all electric, right? Until the next station and find out what's cheaper there, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's an option. Knowing my luck, I would just probably run the battery dead trying to find the best deal. <laughs> Driving around trying to be cheap, right? Right. Yeah. That's it's funny. So, you know, what I was going to say, Ben, is that, mm. you know, if you have any kind of reservation about the, uh, the potential of these BRD motorcycles, Check out some of the videos of BRD cycles in action. Yeah. And I really don't think you're going to be upset by these. I mean, I, I'm not a huge electric vehicle fan myself. I mean, you know that. I mean, the, right. I'm not a, I'm not completely buying in yet, but I'm saying that these motorcycles are really cool to watch in action. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. 
Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options see homedepot.com slash delivery for details the home depot how doers get more done oh it's such a clutch pickup dave i know right i was worried we'd bring back the same team oh no i meant those blackout motorized shades mvp of the room blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds hard to install no, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For what they're, for their application, I think this is Pretty close to perfect. Yeah, they're tired. If, they're, if it works, well, yeah, they're they're tire smoking. They're they're extremely quick. You know, straight line speed on pavement. Uh, off road capabilities are you know exactly what you'd think of. You know, for any off road bike, really, with with one model with the uh, the MX Shift and then or Redshift MX rather, and then the other one, which is I think just a street bike, which is called the Redshift SM. Yeah, and uh, you can read the st- you know, specs on that one too. And then they offer another kind of kind of like a. I don't know. It's almost like an add-on package, really. Yeah, you can add on to the other bikes, and here's how, here's how they they portray this in their uh, in their literature. They say we created the Redshift PD, which is like a, a police vehicle add-on package, uh, to keep things fair between law enforcement and the hooligans on our other bikes. <laughs> so, in other words, like here's a bike that can. This is the only other bike that can keep up with our bikes. So, are you going to buy it or what? Nice. That's yeah. uh, that's very clever. Not bad. Good marketing. So if uh, if we're down toward the last few things, I think we are. So you said you had you had one more thing, right? One more thing. Yes, today I do, and it's a little bit different. Now we mentioned earlier that the engine is not being built by BRD. The engine is being evaluated or maybe built by a company called Logos Technologies. Uh, Logos Technologies, Scott, had you heard about them before this? No, I have not. They're based in Fairfax, Virginia. They started in the mid-90s, and they have their fingers in a lot of pies. They don't just do engines. What else do they do? Let me tell you one of the scariest things they do. Scary? Yes. Hmm. Uh, Logos Technologies has a persistent surveillance division. Oh. 
So, uh, wait, persistent surveillance. surveillance division, hmm. developing sensors for broad area, persistent surveillance, including daylight, nighttime sensors, color sensors, developing exploitation tools to harvest intelligence value from imagery collected via sensors, including real time and forensics exploitation, as well as data compression, uh, rapid prototyping and integration for flight testing, new hardware. Uh, they are working with the, they have been working with the military across, across the world with people like Los Alamos National Laboratory, Northrop Grumman, L3 Communications. Um, they're also doing, uh, they're also doing intelligence correlation. They're doing, uh, biofuel activities. So, uh, cars that can run or vehicles, military vehicles likely that can run off strange alternative fuels. This is a go-to technology expertise center. Awesome. You know what, Ben? I wonder what their lab must look like. That must be so cool to work there. I know that, you know, the, they're doing so many different things, but can you imagine just like the, the toys that they have available to them oh, every I know, day? I know. That must be so fun. And, and it's like, well, okay, here's our latest project. It's going to be a hybrid uh, stealth motorcycle for the military for special ops. No big deal. Right. Yeah. And I, I really... Can't imagine working there. I would love to go in and check it out. But if you're interested in seeing um, more about Logos technology, do check out their website because it has an in-depth or it, it has a comprehensive, rather, look at all the various things they're involved in, including cyber surveillance. Um, so intelligence gathering, fuel efficiency, energy exploitation, prototyping. These guys are becoming a one-stop shop for a lot of things. Well, interesting, and that and that makes sense with why you know why DARPA would go with with Logos Technologies and BRD. You know, they, obviously BRD has the platform that they want to use, right? So you know they shop around. They're very careful about who they pair up with. That's true. And uh, and you know this all seems to make perfect sense when you look at the three partners together and what they're what they're creating. And speaking of innovations, I do just want to go ahead and point out that we have our very own website. So anybody listening to this, surfing on your computer, check out carstuffshow.com, and you can see us in action on podcasts, blogs, even a couple of videos we did. Just a few. Just a few. There all, there might always be a few more. Uh, and let's keep the innovation theme going for a piece of listener mail. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay, Scott. Joseph B. writes to us to say, Hey guys, just started listening to your podcast and heard the One Horsepower podcast. I kept waiting for you to mention the Honda Insight Generation 1, a 1 liter 67 horsepower engine and a slippery CD of uh, 0.25 and 184.7 pounds and a battery assist for acceleration. Honda did a lot of work on what it takes to get the most efficiency out of a car. The development on this car was amazing. Plastic, aluminum, electronics, narrow rear track, low rolling resistance tires. The problem was it was ahead of its time or high gas prices. I have one, and I can get between 50 to 70 miles per gallon, no problem, on a 14-year-old car. Now, is he talking about a one-liter car or a one-horsepower car? He's talking one-liter. <laughs> one-liter. I know. One-liter, 67-horsepower engine. I know the one he's talking about. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool car. There's one There's one that is uh, no more than a tenth of a mile from my house, Ben. They park, um, it's kind of an old farmhouse. Yeah. And they got a lot of property, and the person parks this uh, this vehicle. It's, it's covered with stickers, which is kind of unusual because... It's all about, you know, being slippery and the, the coat, drag coefficient and everything. And this thing is covered with stickers, so that can't be helping. But, uh, it's a really cool looking car and it stands out in traffic still. I think everybody knows the design. It almost looks like a, like a pinched, 
um, old Honda CRX that's been like squeezed yeah, at the back. In the back. Yeah. yeah, it's got that flat back end, which is what they call a cam tail, I think. Mm-hmm. Cam tail or yeah. something like that. But it's a uh, it's it's a cool design. I really like it a lot, and uh, and I do occasionally see them on the road, but they're very very rare now. You know, there used to be one here in our office for a while. There nope. used to be yeah, somebody was driving a Honda Insight, and it's funny because I used to the original Insight. Uh, yeah. Wow. I think so. Cool. And I wonder what happened. I wonder if that person left uh, the building or something, because I haven't seen the car in a while. Maybe they put one gallon of gas in, and they've been driving ever since. <laughs> and they just haven't come back Yeah, they yet. just haven't come back. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe you're right. Well, Joseph, thank you so much for writing to us. Um, we also think that's an interesting car, and well, it is strange that there aren't as many around. Well, see, I mean, there's a good example, though. They went right to the edge of, like, they're pushing the edge of technology, you know, what they had available at the time. And it still took 67 horsepower. Yeah. So that goes to show you something. I mean, one liter, which is great. Yeah. But again, one horsepower, and it was just still not possible. But 67, that's probably lower limits, right? Yeah. And be interesting to look at some contrasting comparison tables of the Volkswagen L1 as well as yeah. the Honda Insight. Yeah. But man, that L1 or, or the one liter, whatever they're calling yeah. it now, that thing is like 150,000 bucks, isn't it? Very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. I, we, we had no idea. That blindsided us, that, that number. Yeah, that? yeah, because I guess, you know, on my part, I just, I assumed that because it was such a low number for leaders, some unrational part of me thought that it would also be a low price tag. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're wow. thinking, like, hey, I'm going to be able to get one of these for less than 20 grand. I'll, right. I'll pick up two. And if it sounds too good to be true, then it's probably the Dale car. <laughs> Likely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's all we have today, you guys. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as well. Uh, follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We will find your suggestions. And if you're listening uh, to our friend on Twitter who recommended this episode, I'm going to hunt you down and say thank you on the air. Very good, man. I am, I'm sure that they appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you can also write to us just like Joseph did if you have some feedback or suggestion for a future episode. Our email address is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. 
Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.